Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My talkers, I hope you're enjoying this weather and the company that Lori and Julia are bringing you right now. It is beautiful out. We're having a great time here at the My Talk 1071 studios. Holly's coming in for a dirt alert shortly. We've got some Hollywood news. And of course, it's Tuesday, which means it's a study of duh, which I'm always We're looking forward get to. We're productive around here. Just a okay, little bit. Okay, this premiere in London of No Time to Die for Holly posted the, James the photos. Bond. The James Bond is fantastic. How many people showed up? Oh, I mean, it is a who's who. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, of course, who she's wordsmith this uh, No Time to Die yes. for. Um, the creator of Fleabag and uh, Anna de Armas, Ben Affleck's ex, is there wearing kind of tragic, tragic bangs, and but showing a <laughs> lot of leg and cleavage. And our U.S. Open champion, Emma Raducanu, was there. Yes. And, Kate and William were there, and there's a great picture of James Bond, Daniel Craig, looking like a waiter from Musso and Frank's Ogaline Kate's cleavage. Right, yeah, right, right. I mean, this is, I don't know that we've ever seen Kate look so, like, dare I say, sexy, pretty. She looks gorgeous. Wow. A lot of times she just looks dignified and pretty and royal and beautiful, but... This is like a drop dead sexy. Sexy, yeah. Look good, good. For her. So um take a look. Those are that's just a fun red carpet. And I absolutely love what Phoebe Waller Bridge is wearing. Oh. A a jumpsuit, a black jumpsuit with a long, she's kind of like flat like I am and long, and then she's got like just a cape thing over her shoulders. She amazing. Oh, she looks amazing. And um Barbara Broccoli, who okay, so Owns owns James Bond. Bond. So how that happens is that in the 1960s, her dad, the producer, Cubby Broccoli, okay. bought the character from Ian Fleming. For how much? Well, not, and I don't know how well, much. Because that's what I want to know. Yeah, you how might want to know follow-up questions. All right, sorry. But, but when he died in the 90s, he gave the... James Bond, you know, because he owns that to his two kids, his daughter and his son. And Barbara Broccoli has been steering the James Bond ship ever since. Michael seems to not be, you don't ever hear his name, but we know the name Barbara Broccoli. So I don't even know. It's a complex web of publishing and film rights. But somehow back in the 60s, the Cubby Broccoli got the rights to James Bond, even though Ian Fleming wrote the book. You'd right. think his family. Right. Imagine being Ian Fleming's relatives. Oh. oh. You know what I mean? Ah. This that happened, just yeah. No you, Time to Die is in theaters 
November. No, October 8th. Uh, oh, it is. So, so it's, it's next week. weekend. So yeah, next week, week they'll from, have the yes. New York premiere. And yes. What, and who even knows, you know, if I don't know what's going on between England and the U.S. I don't know how all the traveling's working for vaccination. Because a lot of this cast is U.K. based. Oh, c- correct. Amundo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Anyway, so, uh, but Barbara Broccoli gave an interview um, because, of course, she was on the BBC radio, I think, alongside her brother and um, another producer to talk about all things Bond. And, of course, they bring up, well, what are you thinking about for the next Bond? This is Daniel Craig. And she says, we're not thinking about it. She said, we want Daniel Craig to have his time of celebration. Next year, we'll start thinking about the future. All right. I don't believe that for a second, okay? That is just mumbo-jumbo. They've been thinking about this ever since James Bond, No Time to Die, wrapped two years ago. They're just not thinking out loud. Yeah, well, they're not. Well, that's a good way to say that. Yeah, they're just not thinking out loud. Um, And anyway, so, and of course... Whenever, you know, she's going to think about it next year, whenever Bond comes up, that's why Idris Elba was trending this morning. Oh, God. Because he has, what have we, for like the last at least two or three years, every time Bond comes up, we're like, Idris Elba, he should be the next James Bond. And he has even said he's sick of it. You know, he said if it, 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 like a couple years ago, he goes, if it happens, it happens. I mean, because he's just like not even into it and maybe barbara wants to go younger but traditionally they have always cast i think an actor in his 30s yeah you know but well whatever i Idris think is 49 and i think he they could sign him to you know a three-picture deal no problemo it looks i'm excited for this one yeah I'm telling you, you were gone. I took uh And there better not two. be any thoughts about, um, you know, Tom Hiddleston being no. Bond. No, oh, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. He wouldn't test Too Bond. bad they already had a blonde Bond. No no Charlie Hunnam. He would look oh, so Charlie. cleaned up Where and good. We need look good, cleaned up as Bond. Where is he Charlie? Could, he could dye his hair. He'd never do that. He wouldn't. Anyway, uh, he wouldn't. We, we did see the trailer, and maybe Holly will post it for us tomorrow. Um, it's Paul uh, Thomas Anderson's movie called Licorice Pizza. What is this? I've seen this everywhere. Okay, Licorice Pizza, it? Julia, is where is that code? Bradley Cooper has a famous girlfriend in this movie. He plays, remember Bradley Cooper plays film producer John Peters' lover to Barbara Streisand. That's what this is. And, of course, um, Bradley Cooper has a real-life connection to both John Peters and Streisand as they both produced and she starred in in 1976, The Star is Born, and he did the version with um, Gaga. And so I watched the trailer, and Bradley Cooper playing John Peters hilariously is correcting a high school student and child actor played by Cooper Hoffmore, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. And Wes Anderson loved Philip Seymour Hoffman. They like were always buddies together. And it's it's a 70s set coming-of-age flick. We saw Bradley Cooper with his long, bearded look, and we're like, who is he playing? And he, uh, you know, anyway, so it's just... Uh, 
Um, it just kind of looked good, but I'm like, oh God, licorice pizza where Bradley Cooper is Barbara Streisand's t- boyfriend, basically in wow. the trailer. And that's the name of the, the movie. It also stars Sean Penn, Maya Rudolph, who's married to, um, Anderson, Paul Thomas Anderson yeah. in real life. And then Tom Waits is in it. And then the gal who's, uh, uh, Alana, uh, is it Haim? Haim? Ham? Haim? H A I M. Haim, I think you say it. The band, the girls. Okay. The yeah. three sisters. Yeah. So it's the debut oh, of really? one of the gals. Um, and that's who that is, the band. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. This looks wild. So Cooper Hoffman, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, is making his film debut in this. And, um, you know, and then Paul Thomas Anderson and Philip Seymour Hoffman worked on Boogie Nights together. Yeah, I, know. I kind of Magnolia. This is gonna be good. And Philip Seymour Hoffman died in twenty fourteen at age forty six of an accidental overdose. Mm. Um so I you guys probably talked about this last week, but I just have got to talk about it because I was so excited. Do you have any air left in you? you I do so fast. But John Joan Rivers, Joan oh, Rivers the biopic with Katherine Hahn. Dying. I mean Dying. she's gonna be so good. <laughs> she's gonna be excellent. And we are just like, we cannot wait for this. And I'm this is super excited. gonna be on Showtime. Yes, I know. I'm but so why excited. Why hasn't Melissa said a thing? Well, or and I kept wondering, did she um, you know, give she, it her blessing? I even heard one thing from okay. Melissa. All right, yeah, I just, I mean, I just thought of Joan, and I saw Catherine Hahn, you know, I saw what she wore, because she was nominated for WandaVision, and I liked her sexy, crazy HBO show about the woman, I can't think of the name of it, Um, I think it was on HBO or Showtime, Mrs. Something, what was it called, Holly? Mrs. Fletcher. Mrs. Fletcher. Oh, oh damn, I love that oh, show. I did too. I might have to go back and finish it. That's, That's a good show. One. She was really fearless in that. So I can see with the hair and makeup, she'll be a great. Oh. Um, she's wonderful. That's a wonderful pick. And I hope they've got a good team. And I hope, I mean, it's on Showtime. So I got to, I just hope Melissa's involved, you know. I know. We part want of that. it. Because then they would be able to get. Like, this would be everything. Well, it would feel good. It would. It would feel good if Melissa was in it. Because, boy, that was tragic. Yeah, it really was. She'd still be here. I'm convinced she's one of those broads who would have just kept going. Like, Iris Artful or whatever. Artful. Artful? Helpful? The lady with the big glasses? Yes, I know. She just turned 100. I know. Looking amazing. I know. So, Are you guys still watching Bachelor in Paradise? Uh, Time tonight. No. I'll watch it tonight. Uh, I haven't you caught up. Okay. I want to see if uh, Becca gets any time on the show. For us? Yeah. You'll report. I mean, it just, uh, there's, yeah, I haven't watched it though for like three weeks, so I have no idea what's right? going on. Grant, you're, you'd be our no. only he, hope. Yeah. He Did you check out? out? I checked out. I it tried. wasn't very good. No. It was a lot of... Uh, you got the suspicion that a lot of people just joined to get a lot of um, publicity. Exactly. I miss the old days of producers intervening and kind of making it awkward a little bit. There's not as much of that. It's just look at me, look at what I can do and follow me later. Yeah, they should have probably just, um, I don't know, canned the season. Maybe. I think it's coming up here. I think that, there, or there's going to be a big change to that series in And general. every week having a different host. Uh, there's no flow. I bet there's no ratings. Huh? I we'll bet you're see. right. Yeah. They should have just let uh, Tasha, yeah, been the host that. and stirred, you know, help stir the pot. 
right? Chris Harrison. Every week, changing different celebrities coming in or whatever. Yeah. Not so good. All right. Listen, we come back. It's time for the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hi, Holly. Thanks for for listening to us and helping us fill in a hole in our head with Mrs. Fletcher and Catherine Hahn. That's quite all right. It is my pleasure to do that. Well, let's talk more TV because the big news this afternoon is that the original Law & Order is set to return for season 21 on NBC. Whoa. Right. Why watches that? Well, I'm watching Law and Order Special Victims Unit and the Organized Crime. I got back into those. So you got into the spinoffs. Yeah. Well, Law and Order SVU, by the way, that show's been on the air since 1999. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's starting its tw- 23rd season. There's Law and Order Criminal Intent, but this is the original OG Gee, Law yeah, and yeah. Order. It hasn't been on the air for a few years. Okay. But NBC wants it back with new episodes in primetime. So All right. that's I'm, that that's that show. Who's on the original ratings. one? I don't even know. Well, Mariska, Mariska Hargitay has been original to SVU. Yes. This was the one. Remember with uh, Sam Waterston. Mm-hmm. Okay. We had the late Jerry Orbach. Oh, we also yes. had the actress, Richard Belzer, the woman uh, who married the football player, the pretty woman. She was the prosecutor. You yes. know what I'm talking about? And he Angie proposed. Har- Are you Angie, Angie Harmon? Yes, yes. Angie Harmon. And um, yeah, she was a, like one of the original. That was a good show. Yeah, it's a procedural. Just come in, come enjoy on, the once hour. A week. Yeah, so and good. And then jump right out of that. So NBC has ordered that. Uh, no word yet on when they're going to be airing those, but know that's coming in the near yeah. future. Oh, well. Uh, Holly, thank yeah. you for the uh, James Bond red carpet. Ah, My gosh, these pictures ah, are so beautiful. fun. That is such a fun red carpet. It's such a mix of people, royal and the well, stars. And Duchess Kate looks fantastic. <gasps> she is. We've wearing, never seen her look so sexy, pretty. She looks gorgeous. She is wearing a gold dress with a V neck and a cape mm-hmm. and lots of sequins. I don't think we've ever seen this many sequins mm-hmm. on her before. And sheer. There's some sheerness. Yes. There's some daylight. Yes. That, yeah, because usually she's got the nylons on and the and the closed toes. Yes, and the slip and everything. That's a beautiful. It's a Jenny Packham dress. Oh, is that it? She looks yeah, gorgeous. she looks like a golden uh, goddess. So maybe she's trying to keep Will's eyes in his head tonight. Oh, yeah, and not with the neighbor out in the country. All right, or Anna de Armas, who's probably like tiny and could fit right under his arm. Royal D, Julia. You know it's better than rock and roll oh D my and actor D. Stop. <laughs> well, Ana de Armas is looking very gorgeous. Also on the red carpet of No Time to Die. You know, I'm looking at this red carpet and there's not a single look. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. That I don't like. Daniel Craig's look is probably the most questionable. Yes, same. And he's wearing a red velvet tuxedo jacket, but even that, it's... It is tailored. Yes, it fits him very well. Impeccably. He's mm-hmm. freshly shorn, got a nice new haircut mm-hmm. to meet the Duchess. And so everyone's looking fabulous. Are you guys going to watch this movie? Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm going yeah. to see it in the theater, too. I'll go too. to the theater, too. 100%. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. Well, we're going to finally be We've able to We've talked see. about it for two years, Holly. Mm-hmm. We have to now at this point. I know. <laughs> it's so exhausting. Those broccolis, they know how to get some hype for their movies, don't they? Do you they? know how the bro- Cubby Broccoli ever got that the James Bond away from Ian Fleming's family? No. Do yeah. you? No. We, oh. we should investigate. Okay. Well, that might be a good vintage gossip. Yeah, that could be a little warm up because yeah. the Broccoli family they got they got a tight, secure situation over there on the James Bond franchise. They own, they own that. And yes, they have since the early sixties. Right. I just wonder how it happened that Ian, for if it was one of those things like Vincent, uh, what's his name, the actor. Who did um, Thriller? You know the scary guy, Vincent Price. Vincent Price took ten thousand dollars instead of royalties mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the song. Well, it seems like the rights belonged to somebody else before they belonged to the Cubby e- Broccoli. The yeah. Harry Saltzman. You see that name on the old James Bond yes. movies, okay? And so then they produced some plays. I'm just looking at the wiki yeah. right now. Right. So and okay. then they co-produced Doctor No in 1962, and they made a company together that was called dan jack right and so then they produced stuff they did uh, chitty chitty bang bang because that's an ian fleming thing mm. the situation with dick van dyke that movie is scary by the way it is so <laughs> scary did you have nightmares julia oh, about yeah, that movie the, the children catcher yes mm. the child catcher oh bang bang chitty chitty bang bang chitty yep. chitty bang bang we love you <laughs> right I, no everywhere you go yeah yeah, and yeah. honest truly you re- mm. i know every song we have the very random dirt alert today, we had every Holly. album yeah you know well, we're getting into the James Bond origin story, but it just seems I, I don't know how Ian Fleming maybe gave just, up his rights. Yeah, but maybe he just sold it. You know, oh, you got an offer for a movie, mm-hmm. and here they'll give you ten thousand dollars. And in nineteen sixty, that's like or fifty or whatever it was. That's like you know a hundred thousand. I don't know. Yeah, right. Rights to books and other pieces they get sold of property. All the time. Yeah, they get sold all the time. And I don't know what they were thinking about in the nineteen fifties. But you know, Ian Fleming obviously had enough money from the James Bond books, his his beautiful Jamaican estate. I mean, yeah. he, you know, he was he was doing all he right was for doing himself. Just fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh you know, somebody who's not doing just fine is Dina Lohan, Lindsay Lohan's mom. What's up with her? Well, she just uh entered in a guilty plea in a DUI case and is gonna go to jail for eighteen days. Oh boy. Yeah, this is was this a new one? Uh, this was back in January of last year. She got into an altercation outside of an Outback Steakhouse on Long Island. Oh, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she crashed into a Honda while leaving the restaurant on January 11th. She clipped me. <laughs> yeah, she clipped the vehicle, and you know she entered in that guilty plea. So, in addition to serving 18 days in jail, she's got probation. She's got an alcohol program. So, yeah, well, she I, it must have been like. A second or third strike or something like that. Yeah, you're right. She was arrested in 2013 for Mm -hmm. drunk driving after she was speeding 77 in a 55. Oh, well, we were on the air for that, too. I remember just talking about that. We're like, ah. 
Yeah. Oh, gossip history. Well, yeah. speaking of gossip history, let's talk about someone who's tried and true in the dirt alert and on my talk. Jennifer Aniston. She's ready to be back in a relationship, you guys. Oh, geez. Are people not watching the morning shows? Have you morning show? Have you guys dipped back into it? Have you watched it yet? I have a second season. I, I did. You did. And mm-hmm. first one was good. Second one, I fell asleep, okay. but I started too late. <laughs> okay. Uh, that happens. Yeah. So it's kind of, that's one thing with the streaming shows. These people have to give interviews longer. Right. Because this show, I think it and, drops once a week. Right. I was going to say, correct me if I'm wrong, that they drop the first maybe two or three episodes. First three. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, you got to keep people coming in week after week after yeah. week. Well, she was talking on a show on Radio Andy and she said, you know what? She's been single. She likes she has been in relationships for a long time, but she's ready to get back out there. Yeah. Well, please play the who do you know game, Jennifer Aniston. Well, she's also got the hair products that she needs to sell too true i can't even remember the name of her mm-hmm. line either can i <laughs> so she needs to be doing more interviews yeah no kidding it's something weird yeah i'm not a weird but it's some flowery name that we can't remember it's like why didn't she just call it ja well right it has nothing or to Anderson. do with her name as a celebrity yeah so take a page from j-lo you want to name that stuff after you that's right uh jada pinkett smith and her daughter willow admit on their red table talk show that they once considered getting brazilian butt lifts oh my gosh thank god they didn't they didn't do it because who they said t- they once did jada and willow oh dear So this is all part of Red Table Talk. And they said that they considered getting Brazilian butt lifts. However, they decided not to. And they decided to do it the old-fashioned way through a little exercise. Mm -hmm. And they said that they were going to build their butts. The Hollywood speak on that is that they talked to the Kardashians. Willow got the 411, the real scoop from Kylie. (laughs) Or, Their bodies are too slight to handle it. They couldn't handle it. And they, they, don't they have told the them what, what's going to happen. <laughs> and so they ran from that. And they're like, start lunging. Yeah. Start squatting. <laughs> Build a butt. Maybe that's a new store at the mall. <laughs> there yeah. you go. <laughs> well, if that, that opens up, we'll have to check it out and tell them. Let's check out the MyTalk traffic. This is the study of duh with noted academic journal skimmer, Lori. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. I was perusing through BMJ Nutrition Prevention and Health today and came across a study that I just said, what do you mean? This is a big study, a duh. But, Julia, they did do research. Uh, it's the first uh, research that was done in, um, this was done in the UK. Okay. Wanting to look at... Um, what kids eat for breakfast and lunch and how that corresponds to their mental well-being. And they have found, in fact, that children who eat more fruits and vegetables have better mental health and physical health. Really? Surprise. Surprise. But the reason they they looked at 8,500 kids. This is what got my interest because it was a big study. study. Not a small at 50 different schools. And it, when kids have breakfast and lunch, it significantly is good for their well-being physically and mentally. 100%. I mean, but the fact that like that they hadn't ever studied that, and I don't know if they're trying to make cuts or something right. over there, but it is. I mean, that's why, like, you know, the school lunch program, I mean, it is so necessary. 
You can't when you're food when you're young when you're like hungry, that. Your body's growing, your brain's growing. Oh you my need, gosh. You need nourishment. Yeah, and 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 actually, and I can't think of what kid doesn't want celery and carrots for breakfast. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> but I mean, just even just having a little banana with the right. cereal, you know, yep. like that. But then they looked at June, like whatever their version of secondary sure. school is. Yep, and they. Uh, looked at kids who drank energy drinks for breakfast. Oh, that's terrible. They had particularly low mental well-being scores. Is even lower than the kids who had no breakfast at all. You want to know why? Remember what happened to me at the fair? Now explain that to uh, me. All right. So I mean that they feel worse than the kids who don't have any breakfast. It, it's it gives you a jolt, which those bodies are too young to handle that amount of caffeine or mm-hmm. whatever the hell it is. Yeah, and it takes you lower. Okay. It takes you lower. You're not supposed like to eating the candy bar or something sure. on an empty stomach. We'll give you just a big whatever. jolt and then you just go down. Yeah, okay. And it, you can't hold your attention. But I mean, yeah. Oh, those drinks. The, when those first came out and they took those two at the fair, I thought I was going to die. I, I thought know. I was having a heart attack. Yeah, I know it. I know. The, the, oh. Another interesting thing from this study um, that is, you know, maybe not a dub, but this data, they went deep as far as what they were questioning okay. they found that nutrition has as much or more of an impact on well-being as factors such as witnessing regular arguing or violence in the home okay wait a minute so it has as much of a negative effect no, no that it, it has a better you know like it's like as long as there's food you know the kids you're not can, as affected by the rest yes Good nutrition Good can nu- counterbalance a bad ho- household. Yeah. Wow. I know. That part wasn't. Uh, That's that part is kind of the mind-blowing part, yeah. even for the uh, co-authors of the study. Because, um, you know, people know that poor mental health, well-being is a major issue for kids. And they're just like one, really wondering what part does nutrition play in it. It's huge, it's apparently. It's huge. It's wow. huge, Julia. Huge. So, um, yeah. So anyway, so that is duh and then mind blowing at the same time. Now here, uh, I was just on vacation. And, were you? Were yes. you really? And, and where were you? I was at the Western Hapuna uh-huh. on the big island that would be of the, Hawaii. That'd be Hawaii. And, you know, on we the go big there island. seven times a year. No, not seven times just a year. Twice, usually. But I will know, I haven't. Casey and I, that's like a winter vacation, and we went in September. Okay. So there were more uh, families and kids there because one of the things of traveling in September and October. It's cheaper there it's because the it's shoulder season. season. Right, right, Not right. monsoon, well, it's just shoulder, shoulder season. It's actually quite warm. It's a little bit warmer, but it's just the high point of tourism. Summer is over, and then at Thanksgiving, it gets busy again. Sure. So you just have this one. Yep. So there's families. And um, I mean, I don't know that I've ever seen this many kids at the resort. And at this particular place, they have one big pool that's, uh, you know, for everybody. And then they do have two other little decks with infinity pools that are sure. adult only. Okay, got it. And you're several, several steps up above okay. from the, the many steps uh-huh. of this hotel. So but I was just like. Every time I would leave the beach to go get a, you know, pina colada or go to the bathroom right. or whatever, I would just be amazed. I'm like, when do these parents have a vacation? Well, guess what I'm reading as I'm skimming my journals, Julia? The average parent on a vacation with their kids 
gets just 17 minutes of relaxation. Oh, no. You don't unless you bring a grandparent. Bingo. Or a babysitter. (laughs) Yeah. Or a nanny. You don't. Mm -hmm. Because you're on heightened alert because you're around water. Yeah. You're on dangerous things. Mm. You're on strangers. Yeah. You have to protect them more. No. No. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. why my parents would just go on vacation and leave me with grandma. That's yeah. where I stayed at grandma's really? house and they got, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They would, when the first time my parents went to Hawaii, they left me with grandma for two weeks and boy, was that an eye opener. Love you, grandma, but I couldn't do what I could do in her house or what I, you know, what you yeah, usually yeah, do yeah. in your house. You go to grandma's house and, woo, I learned a lot. So. I mean, I could, oh. I'm looking at these parents, I'm like, when are you relaxing? No. Nope. You have paid all this money to be here. I, mm-hmm. And when are you relaxing? 17 minutes a day, Julia, oh, is all that they get. Um, wow. Um, but let's see. Think of people who had three kids. Oh, no. Kids. I saw Think like, of Elizabeth that. with the triplets. Yeah, I mean, yeah. oh, my gosh. There's no, uh, and people do make rule concessions for their kids on vacation. Um, that you can eat whatever crap. You can use your GameCube or whatever it is. You can stay up later. And yeah. the things that parents, um, vacation essentials is they stock up on snacks because they're going to go through more of them. They stock up on batteries. I was just going to say batteries. And socks. Yeah. Because the socks go missing. Mm-hmm. But, Yeah. Anyway, 17 minutes. Oh, no. That's terrible. <laughs> I just think of how many vacations. I didn't even know that because I just think of all the vacations my friends with kids have taken and how much money they spent for 17 minutes of peace and quiet. Yeah, oh, that's we all went you, that's We all went out a million. Although, like you said, Julia, if you can bring... If you, you know, have a grandparent. Grandparent, yeah. an auntie, a an sister, auntie, somebody yeah. else, a mother's helper kind of a yeah. situation, you bring a... A babysitter to go. Yeah. Basically. Basically. Basically that that's it. Wow. Did oh. you ever did you ever do like a solo trip with just one kid to bring down the stress? And never. Not bring no, never. my kids no. were no, I that never happened no, in my family. No way. It was all or nothing. It was yes. pretty much. Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay, now here is this a study of da um most Americans don't start adulting until their thirties. And Try by adulting, this is what they in this survey the top sign that you're Buy an adult house. is that you you ha- you finally have to think seriously about saving money. Okay. Another sign is doing your own taxes. Mm-hmm. Another sign is sticking to a budget. Mm-hmm. And I started this at seventeen. And signing up for life insurance. I never did that, but I mean, we did it later. But it, for me, I mean, I was on my own at seventeen. Yeah. I had to always know about a budget. I had to always know about saving money. I mean. This depends on your circumstance. And even we're though talking think, about young people now, I don't now. think there are any kids who grew up in the seventies or eighties who right. waited to be thirty to adult. But I, I think, don't think so. I think later, you know, whatever Gen Z, Gen whatever, the little all, millennial with a little mixed in with the Gen Xers. Younger, yeah. yeah. Or no, no, Gen X is 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 you guys, right? Gen X, yeah. Yeah. We're Gen Jonesers. We're Jones in between baby boom and Gen X. I don't know, there but I go. think of yeah. my kids, you know, yeah. Like yeah, mid-20s. I feel like mid-20s. Because, uh, yeah, most unaveraged I mean, people think people should start feeling like an adult at age 25, but you really don't until you start having to get more serious about money stuff. Yeah. I feel, yeah. But people get like excited about adult joys of life at about 22 because things like buying their first vacuum cleaner or getting closet organizers make people feel like they're a grown-up. 
they're out of college sure. or out of vocational right, school, right, right, maybe not living with a bunch of people. Okay. I'm buying my first. Okay. That never buster. made me excited. That yes. never, ever excited me. Yeah. Anyway. That's but, hysterical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, they feel like, uh, yeah, that for most of them, it's, uh, um, oh, and even making the bottom of the list at 30% of people said having to make their own doctor appointments make them feel like it. <laughs> I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. An adult. Because so many parents <laughs> yes. will make the appointments because yeah. you can stand the insurance till 26. and yep. Yeah, but you can't. You have no rights. Yeah, after no, like 12. After 18. After no, 18. even before, oh, that. before that. Before that, you couldn't even get there. Oh, I hated yeah. that. I'm like, my kid is not even in high school and I don't have any rights to their records. Yeah. Oh, I hated that. Yeah, yeah, my mom had an issue with that too. With medications at school, oh, things like that. that. Oh, my mom would, yeah. She I'm had like, I am nightmare. the parent. This right. kid isn't paying for it. They don't know anything about it. Right. Give me the info. Right. Drinking age should be 19. Well, <laughs> and kids shouldn't have their rights. In, uh, yeah. But Ooh. anyway, yeah, the number one, yeah, girl, most Americans, they just don't feel like uh, they're really. Um, an adult till about 30 years old. That's when they feel it. I'm with you. Like, there. I'm an adult. I'm a grown up now. Yeah. I've got to start doing stuff. You know, that's why a lot of people, too, will in first marriages break up at 30, 31, 32. Maybe you got married in your late 20s and all of a sudden you just kind of realize this is not. Two years later? Yeah, that's as quickly as that. So much changes, Jules. Okay, let me just tell you something because yeah. we were talking that's about. That's a theory. All right, no time to die. Mm hmm. It slays, according to early critics, yeah. weight worth the weight. Oh, good. good. So that's good, kind of good, fun. Good, good, All right, listen, we got to go. We're very late for an important break. Grant, thank you um, for posting. We, I, give, I gave like an abbreviated book report of my vacation book. Yes, you did. And Grant took my information, my chicken scratch and put it together yeah we've got Where a little list it? Uh, it's on our website under the Lori and julia show page there okay. and it's it's got all your books with the grade and then each book you can select it'll bring you to goodreads give you a little description oh, about good. each book and i included audio about you discussing about the books you read and that Grant. fun story that you had oh, about about Chan- chanterum yeah and the johnny depp right was yeah, a part yeah, of yeah. that Look at so. how you did this this is so that nice is so good. that yeah. is fancy well i have a few more uh books uh, that I can tell you about, but first, let's keep it on the James Bond thing. All right. Because we have a personal connection with this James Bond, Pierce Brosnan, running into him oh, yes, at the did. Malibu market when he was in his car, and we were in a high car, and he was in a low convertible. And Grab, for some reason, I was, not for some reason I was driving, I always drive. Okay. But it you was You used he, to always drive at first. Now, now you, you have driven the last two years. You, you, you have. More like the last five years. Doesn't Your GPS has fallen out of favor. Okay, so <laughs> so I'm in the pa- driver's side and he is coming in the opposite direction. So we are right next to each other uh, at a stop. Oh. And I just said, you're hot. 
Uh, it was so funny. Well said. And he's Simple. like, thanks, so are you. Mm-hmm. Oh. And he's got that beautiful accent. Oh, he's and I mean, lovely. He just... Uh, love, he was converted. love him, okay? Just love, love him. Love you're him. right, Lori. My GPS is off. Yeah, your GPS. But Pierce Brosnan, <laughs> his lovely wife of 20 years, yes. Keely. <laughs> yes. It's her birthday today. Okay. He wishes her a birthday in a Instagram post. And this is just for any people out there who are looking for new love words to describe their love. He called her... Now, this is way more romantic than Gwyneth Paltrow's husband saying, you know, what the beautiful thing about Gwyneth, she notices and then she acts. Right. What did he say? My beautiful, luscious love. And he has a photo of her casual in their garden. Like it's in Hawaii. She's got a coconut. She's beaming. And her cleavage is right there. It almost looks like she's in a morning robe or gown. He so adores her. Yes, he does. Beautiful and luscious. I love that. My beautiful and luscious love. I mean, how nice is that? I don't know. It's very nice. nice. It's better than she notices and she acts. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, but anyway, it's uh, they're they're lovely together. He's sixty-eight and she's fifty-eight. Oh, that's why I. That's lovely, isn't it? And speaking Did of... They, I don't know that they ever sold their palatial... No, they took it off oh the market. Oh, God, it's so well, beautiful. If you, if you want to look at some real estate, um, you know, dreams, Holly did post Frank Sinatra's former L.A. estate. So it's several owners since he owned it, but you can have it for $21.5 million. It's pretty... I do like looking at celebrity real estate, even if someone hasn't owned it for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, when you drive in Malibu, you can see um, Dick Clark's kind of amazing. It almost looks like a spaceship up on the ridge. I mean, there's like iconic homes yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I like to see the ones where you get a view inside and it's still like 1980. Yes. You know, or 1970. And they're still, you know, the, the, yeah, the famous like, people are still living there, but they haven't. This room smells like cigarettes based on the shag <laughs> curtains yes, yes. and the velour flocked wallpaper. You know, like all that stuff that's really catching the smoke. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so yesterday I told you about this um the what some people are calling, you know, he might have been the greatest PR publicist, aka yes. Flack of all time, Bobby Zaram, passed away. And I'm like, where is Roger uh, Friedman's uh, thing about him? And he had one in today. And Bobby Zaram, so he helped create the I Love New York campaign that is credited with saving the city. The song, the commercials, all generated by uh, him. Then he started uh, another thing with Denise Rich who basically that's her song, New York, It Ain't Over, and that became a theme song. And he basically wrote this guy, Neil Travis's column for the New York Post. And Bobby Zaram, the PR guy, and Liz Smith had a deep and long-running feud. One of the things that Bobby think? had was feuds. Um, so he had to find another place to plan his stories. But um, they had a feud. He fought with her. He sent... A, he. She didn't go to something, and he was offended. So then he started sending her fake invitations to events that looked like real ones. Okay, that's okay. 
And he sent people fake invitations to her wedding. Uh, he never she, spoke to him again. And, and, okay, that is... Oh, yeah. That, and she was a Great. lesbian, and she... But did not but, out but at that time or whatever. All, so that's cool. <laughs> yeah, and Peggy Siegel, I guess, got her start working for him. Working for him, And he's just this big man, larger than life, and just a cool guy, always having events, like at the China Club, and then having everybody from, you know, um, music, Mamas and the Papas. Anyway, just kind of Bobby Zaram. He really was something else. Al Pacino played him in a movie called People I Know. I so love that. He doesn't want Bobby to get in any fights in heaven. He needs to just settle down. Settle her down a yeah. little bit. All right, see you guys tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.